0: This is the Rambling Viking Podcast. Welcome to The Raid. I hope you've got your weapons ready, and your ships geared up, and your tactics decided. So, this is my main episode series on The Rambling Viking here, and I have officially decided on a name. It is going to be called... The Raid. Because I... I was tired of saying, look out for my next episode, it was just an episode number, and I have other segments, such as the Daily Ramble, the Sports Ramble, and uh, another segment that I'm currently working on, or series, not even segment. So, that being said, welcome to The Raid. I am your host, producer, and special guest, The Rambling Viking. Oh, also, the sponsor. So... Quick little two sentences on what this is. This is a solo opinion podcast. So basically, that just means it's me talking about my opinion. And I try and be well thought out. And I also couple that with some fun segments, such as segments on pet peeves, over-the-top reviews, and now some crowd feedback from you guys with uh, my Twitter answers. So it's my battle reports is what I'm going to call those. And then lastly, Viking goofy viking tales so it's all viking theme but really talk about anything and everything here now on that note i do love feedback um twitter is at the rambling viking i think it's actually at rambling viking i uh i don't know how that happened with twitter but we are rambling viking and then patreon is patreon.com slash the rambling viking you can give there and play a very active role in the episodes and in the podcasts and have you, um, you know, you'll be playing a real part even, and if you give, uh, I believe, $5, you even get to be on the podcast or at least pick major topics on um, whole our whole episodes, my daily episodes, and then on the weekly, you can pick the main part, which is the voyage. So that's exciting. Now, feedback note, if you decide you want to send me uh, some, some angry mail, some whatever, hate mail, if you want to call it. So if you if you don't like what I'm saying, please grab your nearest piece of ivory stationery and proceed to grab a quill and pen and write, you know, a very strongly worded letter about why you don't like me, why you think I'm doing something wrong. Send it to 1001 Fanon Street, Houston, Texas, zip code 77002, and the lovely people will know at waste management headquarters will know how to best dispose of that hot garbage. Thank you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love I think dissenting opinions and having different opinions only makes everybody better. It only sharpens uh, sharpens us, makes us more well-rounded, makes us understand each other better, more empathetic, so then uh, you know I think we'll be we can be more decent as human beings. So for today's show, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a new segment on my uh, Twitter poll, my Twitter answers. So, uh, for those of you who maybe don't know, I posted a question on my Twitter page. Um, that is, if you could have one superpower, uh, what would it be and why? And I think it's, um, and I got some several responses. Of course, I'm starting small because when you start, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to have a lot of response and things. So... That's what I'm trying to build here, folks. So if you can, please go to that and just – I'm not going to blow up your feed or anything, but we're just going to have a few posts here and there and fun questions like that, and then I will feature them on the podcast. Uh, most likely the raid is when we'll answer those once a week so we can have time to build up some answers and things. And it's a way I like to stay active and and plugged into my community of listeners So, because I I don't want this to just be me talking at you guys and then you taking it for that because I'm by no means super smart. I don't have all the answers. Honestly, it's more questions, and this is just a way me talking out loud is how I work through my thought process. Um, Otherwise, I just run into roadblocks thinking in my brain. So this helps me a ton. And then hearing other people's point of views is all interesting because everybody has a different perspective on life. So, uh, yeah, we're looking at that. Looks like that, uh, getting that caught up. So we have that. Um, with Dolls in My Axe, I'm going to talk about my frustration with uh, trying to find original video um, in, in the midst of news videos. Then we're going to check Twitter, see what the people said about the superheroes. I'll tell you what my choice, my answer is. I've thought about this way too much. Um, we'll get a nice fake sponsor, Phil. Uh we'll go into the voyage. We're gonna talk about the police today. Big. I know it sounds big and controversial, but we're really just gonna talk about it from one one aspect of things. We're not gonna get into the, the clickbaity, the race baity side of things where it's talking about, you know, certain races and minorities and all this stuff. And uh I'm just not interested in that. I'm interested in trying to um look at it from this aspect. So we'll get into that more later. Then for we're gonna hear a little bit about what um, our buddy Connor on Yelp, the Yelp elitist, thinks about uh, Krispy Kreme, and then I've got a fun puppy tale to end the show. So, without further ado, let's jump into the show, folks. Let's start. What dulls my axe? So, specifically recently, just a couple days ago, I'm sure you all saw the clip, um the guy in North Carolina questioning the black lady, if she can be at the pool and wanting to see her ID and all this stuff. And, you know, that's maybe a different episode where I think the dude was being a little bit over the top and the cops even agreed in the video. And I think he just made a wild, wild mistake as far as how, how racist is it? Or is it racist? I'm not going to comment. You know what? Um, but no, so I heard about this thing and I was like, Oh, and they were like, lady recorded the whole thing. So it's like, sweet. I'm going to go because if you're like me at all what you'd like to see is you like to see the the original uncut video of these things in its like in its entirety. You want to see the whole thing. And I um you know cuz I I there's something just nefarious about news media and they give me this clip and that clip and that clip and then they can they can position it in such a way that it makes it sound like someone is saying something that they're really not. And, I'm, and I prefer to see the, the whole... I see. I want to see it in its entirety, in the full context, so I can view it as objectively as possible for my own opinion on it. Because if you think about what the news is doing, generally they're trying to push one side or the other, one opinion or the other, or at least try and maybe put some spin on it. Like, let's be real here. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. I mean, all these companies, it's really gotten away from... We're objective reporting to... They, they don't even try and hide anymore. You know, we're pushing a, a narrative and an agenda. And so if you're like me, you're super skeptical and you wanna and you wanna be able to see the news as raw and objective as possible. So getting back to the point at hand, I hate when you're in that scenario where it's like, okay, I want to do this. So I go to Google and I'm like, I look up the video, I'm like, all right, this is the video that I want to see and what I'm what I'm gonna look for and and I, I type it, and of course the first you know first ones that come up are like news stories on it, and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and click one because a lot of times the, in the article they include the video. Well, I watch it, and it's literally so they have the article and it has kind of a transcript, but I'm not sure it covers the entire thing, just start to finish without any you know blurbs or inserts from the author, and then. there's a video, I'm like, all right, cool, watch the video, because I'm not interested in reading it, because it doesn't give you the full, I think it's, it doesn't give you that full context yet, you know, just reading the transcript, plus, who likes to read that much? It's all on camera, I'm trying to watch it, alright, we're in the, we're in the modern age here, folks. We don't read anymore, we watch, because we can. And then you're, you're seeing sight and hearing as well, so that's two forms of soaking it up, so... Honestly, science would go to say that you might retain it better. But with how ADD, ADD we are in our culture, that may not be the case. Nonetheless, I watch the video, and it's the news's little two-minute blurb on it, and they it's what every other news it's it's got cuts and blips of it, and, and tiny 10, 15 segments of the video, but not the whole video in its form. They're like, we're going to show you this, and they don't show you the whole video. I'm like, you didn't show me that. You showed me a piece of it, Give me a link. And I look at the article. There's no link to the original video or anything. So then this turns it. I'm like, all right, that's whatever. That's just one. I look at a couple more, and it's the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. How hard? Am I going to have to go to Google page two, Google result page two to go and try and find the original video like does nobody want to post it and then that makes me skeptical and suspicious like why does nobody want to post it why are they just showing me this and I was like you'd actually probably have better coverage if you decided to say hey we're going to show you our little blurb and here's a link to the original video because people want to see the original video because you don't want to show them the original video then that can make them a little bit skeptical it's like well okay what are you trying to hide then right Ooh, felt good to go a thousand miles an hour for a second as opposed to just screaming but I was just like you gotta be kidding me come on man I didn't go to Google page two. I went to YouTube and I think I eventually found it on YouTube. But even then, it was a real like 15 to 20 minute hardcore search and I'm like, this shouldn't be hard. It should be top five results of the original video. Like we need to calm down here. I need there to be a way that I can sort through and it's just like, this is the video. I finally found it, but gosh, it was annoying. And by the time I found it, I'm so over it. I'm like, I don't even really care that more. I'm I'm so frustrated, but at the, at the prospect and the and how hard it was to find it, that I that I forgot even the matter at hand. I'm just sitting here yelling like, finally! And at that point, I kind of wanted to eat a cookie and go take a nap. But <laughs> ended up watching it, kind of got my opinion formed a little bit. I don't know. It's and one of these, it's like it's messy. You know, I, I'm tempted to you know almost try and be defensive for the guy a little bit, but then he makes it. It's one of those situations where he makes it really really hard. Especially, I mean, the officers were even saying her swipe card should been enough and. You know, he did have a good point. They get passed around and stuff. But it was just like, dude, I think you just picked the wrong battle here. You picked the wrong time to take it this far. And of all times, it was July 4th. Like, really, dude? That way you're going to be this crazy? And if she's got kids and not harming anybody, I'm not going to worry about it. If you, if you were maybe lurking or you looked a little suspicious, but you're just chilling, it's like, why not? This is July 4th. Let it ride. So that's what dulls my axe is, the dilution of the original content by all the news media. I'm not against them reporting on it, but give me a link to the original somehow, some way. Why was it so hard? You're just making, give me more reasons to not watch you, not care about you. Thank you, news media. Uh, But there's that. So dulls my axe. It got dulled and it's sharpened again. Now that I'm able to vent it all out. Um, I'm still trying to decide, you know, is this even a good segment for me? Does it cause me more stress and raise my cortisol levels? Or does it allow me to express these feelings as opposed to pinning them up? Jerry's still out on that. But if you guys enjoy it, then I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to try and make it, you know, maybe if I'm worried about my stress levels, make it turn into a way where I can still rant about it, but it's not killing me, you know, because I'm not trying to get gray hairs here, folks. Go onward and Upward. Two banana 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 new segment make my own filler music. <laughs> uh, we're gonna check these Twitter answers. So the question on Twitter was superimpose on screen, if I had it. If you have one super power, superpower, what would it be and why? So recently made a podcast, buddy. We live on a planet. He's Patrick, and if you haven't heard that podcast, go ahead and check it out. It's on Anchor. It's on all the major things. It's very interesting. He's a very gentle, laid-back guy, um, which, oddly enough, you probably don't believe is I'm pretty laid-back. Uh, I know I definitely don't come across that way, but it's kind of an opposite tone of me, so if you're not into my intensity and aggressiveness, go check it out, but he's all about asking questions and just kind of discussing things, and it's really, really cool. Also provides some good uh ambiance noises such as uh, just waves crashing on a shore at lake ontario appreciate it shout out to patrick uh, but his answer or we live on a planet he said the ability to fly why because that would be awesome and a lot of people would criticize him for that be like that's not a real reason reason enough for me and you know what he, i believe he lives in america as a free american that's his total and complete right so who am i right who am i to sit here and say that if that's if that's the way he wants to do it and that's his reasoning, then bada bing, bada boom ba Go ahead, my man. All right. So next responses we have are we have sorry, um I I had some responses not on Twitter, and so I told them to give me funny names, and I couldn't um and they didn't. So I'm going to have to come up with names. From Kalinchu, we have uh, he says, I would enjoy the, the power of supersonic flight. I could just up and fly wherever I choose and see the world. If I was in a standstill traffic, I'd just leave and get to my destination quicker. You know, I think that's a great and awesome response. I totally can see that and understand that. Like, it's super. And you notice he just he didn't say, just flight, because it's like, what if you could only fly 30 miles an hour? It's like, you're not... I mean, you kind of get there a little bit faster, but like not on a highway. He said supersonic, so I mean, you could just... Whoo, you're breaking the sound barrier, and you're making light thunder-type noises. Like, oh, pow, pow. I wonder what that would do to your skin, though. You'd probably definitely have to wear a protective suit. I wonder if, if, if you had the ability to have supersonic flight, if you could actually... Follow through and maintain that because like if you could actually go supersonic because like would you also need like super strong skin or would that would that come with the powers like if you can supersonic fly, you can withstand it because the body obviously can't withstand that 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 kind of uh, that kind of trauma just on its own, so you might have been you might have put yourself in a little bit of a trap there. Son of a gun. And I have another answer. I'm trying to find it right now. So, and I don't want to give you guys my answer yet. Um, so, so far, both were flying, but one was supersonic flight. But we don't know if it's, um, if it's, if we can maintain it. That puts the big question up in the air. That's what I'm really curious about. So I think most people say flight in a lot of ways. And I'm going be honest with you. I Flying would be awesome, but it's like... I, so what I tend to look at is versatility. Like, I'm more of a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Um, so, I mean, that's that describes me. I'm not, like, just ama- necessarily amazing or, you know, just perfect at one thing. But I'm really more like... Um. I'm really more, like, kind of pretty good at a lot of things, and sometimes I get really annoyed by that, because I'm not the best, literally, like, I'm never the best, but I can just do a lot of stuff, and so it's other times I really appreciate it, but then sometimes it's like, it, can I just be, like, the best at this one thing, Uh, but then then I wouldn't know how to do anything else, and so I appreciate it, so that's why I look at it with powers, it's like, you could do a lot with it, I guess, but... At the same time, you seem pretty limited. Like, you can just fly. Like, if it's raining, it's storming, or whatever else, like, it's going to cause problems for you, right? So, and then that went into my um, my thought that process. So I found the one I was looking for. forgot to take a screenshot. My bad, guys. Jeez. Anyways. So, Good Day Sunshine 7 says strength. Super strength, I guess. And I'm, glad, I'm glad she corrected herself. Um, but didn't tell me why. But I don't think you really need to tell me why, you know? It's like, why? I mean, who wouldn't want to be super strong? If I could lift my car, if I could do all this. Like, A, probably wouldn't. Oh, I wonder, would you have to go to the, would you rather be, here's a good question, you guys can answer me on Twitter, would you rather be unassumingly, super strength, meaning you'd look like a normal person, but you can just do crazy stuff, or would you rather have a little bit of the look, like at least have some muscle and some build and be like, be like, whoa, that person's probably really strong, and it's like, yeah, I am really strong. And then question to go deeper into that is, would you need to still work out? So like, could you even be that unassuming looking person, or if you had super strength, your muscles would have this certain level of pump and size about them all the time, so that, um, be, or because you have the super strength. You know, it's just an interesting thought. I'm making these questions entirely too comp or these answers, and digging into them entirely too complicated. This goes to show you how I can just take something and run with it. This is why I'm the rambling Viking because I can literally just like I could I could talk the rest of the podcast on this question and and just dive into different facets and and looks you know we'll, we'll look at it from this angle and that angle and like honestly I annoy myself sometimes in the fact that I do that. I'm just like, really, why? Can I not just leave it at what it is? No, I can't. Well, all right. So Bjorn Ironside Mudslide says, I love the control over the element of fire. So basically a firebender. To create and extinguish it, I I would use it to burn my enemies and strike fear into those I wish. A little cynical, but <laughs> I definitely appreciate the aggressiveness. And I, I am the same. way. I love fire, and I think that's very, very versatile. I'm a pyro, but like being able, yeah, being able to create fire and stuff. The, the other question is then, like, you have you obviously have to be smart about it because you burn your clothes right off. You obviously wouldn't burn by your own fire because you can create it, but maybe you still could. Probably not, though. No, I think you could because you you can. I think from the last time we see, so you could create it and then use it. And it doesn't necessarily burn you like when it's hand, in hand and creating it, but uh, I'm going to stick with like it wouldn't necessarily burn you. Like You could be like the human torch, flame on, you know, type stuff. Extinguishing it is an important part because it's like, I think that's a very, very important part to include in the answer, to make it, to take it to that next level answer and say, oh, if I, I can put it out too. So you can start the fire and you can could, you could end it too. Very, very important because and that shows complete control. I think most time people think about, oh, yeah, I just want to be able to control fire and I got to do fire. And you're like, hold on, you start a f- you're gonna you're gonna light something on fire and it's gonna spread. and You're gonna burn down a whole town. What do you do? Whoops, you are now a villain and an evil guy. Come on, man. Two sides to ever a coin. And then I believe that oh, we have one more answer. So from your boy it says the power of levitation. Not full-on flight, just the ability to glide around three feet off the ground. I could straight-up fly. I, if I could straight-up fly, the government may try to take take me for experiments. Solid point. But if I'm just hovering, I'm just a guy who ain't got to slum it down with the rest of y'all. <laughs> oh, that's an, that's an amazing answer. And just like you, boy, uh... I regularly have fun conversations and get great answers from him, uh, like that. So that's that's hilarious. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) So I don't have to slum it down. So literally, just like yeah, I can levitate. I'm not on that nasty ground. I don't. I don't. I don't. (laughs) I'm living the good life up here. But he does have a really good point. You know? Say you say you can fly and war gets out and you use supersonic flight. Next thing you know, government A is trying to regulate you when you're flying because you will be a UFO. So you have to worry about getting shot down. And B, they're definitely going to try and take you for experiments. So it's a very, very interesting answer and perspective on it. This goes back to I love hearing from the community because look at all these different perspectives on this one thing that we got. Um, that's, that's awesome, though. That's just awesome. I uh so I guess we're on to my answer now, right? Oh big moment here, folks. If I could have one superpower and why? It's speed. So I've always liked speed heroes with flash, dash, whoever you want to talk about. Um Quicksilver. I've always been intrigued by speed. And then as I've thought more about it, I've realized. Well, you can just run fast. Well, here's a couple things: A, you can run on water, you could run on buildings, you could do all sorts of stuff. You could probably, um, I also firmly believe there's, there's, you could either just make a contraption that would utilize your super speed and you know, waving or moving your legs in a certain way that then you could have flight. Um, I know in the X-Men comics, Quicksilver like does his legs in a certain way to make a little tornado, and then, um, And then that lifts him up, and he's able to kind of fly a little bit. But nonetheless, I think you could do a ton with that. I mean, because it's not necessarily just like your legs can run really fast, but it's like I could shake my hand. I could wave my hands really fast. I could do kind of everything really, really fast. Um, And if if you want to take it this far, which I really don't, but like in the flash, he learns how to like vibrate so fast, he can phase through walls. And I'm just like, you know, that is true, but... I'm not that serious about it like slow down there try hard um so there's that yeah i would choose super speed uh yeah i got to stop saying uh i'm sorry i need i need some sort of punishment for when i say um i don't know or uh <laughs> so super speed and i put a thought and thought a lot of thought into it so i thought i would have more give more of my answer but That's not really... That's kind of the end of it, you know? Lots of versatility there, though. And you could get around just as fast, necessarily, and you could, you know, essentially launch yourself really far. Um, You could contract your muscles, you know, really, really fast. I said, I'm going to get in such a way to make you stronger, or you could just use, you know, your speed in such a way that it works with you to be able to lift things, do whatever. So you can kind of do a little bit of everything, and I also believe you can be more innocuous with it or inconspicuous. So it's like if if I'm flying around, that's very obvious that that's a person flying. But if I'm just running really fast, I could ideally run fast enough that you don't see me. But it's not like I'm up in the air and there's nowhere I can hide. Like I always find somewhere to hide. So thank you for all those who answered my question, whether it be on Twitter or personally. And be on the lookout for another question coming for next week's raid. And... Please 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 answer it. So those of you who do answer it, if you don't mind retweeting it or quoting it or whatever and just trying to get people to answer it, um, that would be awesome. I I like cut that um off just a little bit. It, isn't it amazing how filler words we can be as opposed to just taking a pause, thinking about your thoughts and then just saying what you're going to say? Or um you could you know um just kind of um, fill it with stuff so you're, there's always something um, coming out of your mouth. See, see the difference there? And the ums actually make my brain, I think, work slower. So as opposed to being able to stay on my train of thought and I just have a second or two pause where I get my words to come out and be more deliberate, it's like a, elongating of the last thing and kind of meshing into the next thing and it actually makes it harder when I find myself saying um more that usually means my train of thought is broken and incomplete and I don't think it ever helps to get back on track as opposed to I just stop take a breath and it's like all right here we go ready to go plus who likes to listen to someone say um all the time or like or okay and (laughs) I think we all had that 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 moment where it's like where we're in a class or just listening to someone speak wherever and you're with your friend, and they're saying I'm a lot, and you're like, okay, we're going to count them. You look at them, and he looks at you, or they look at you, and you guys both agree, let's count this. We're bored. We're not interested in what he's saying, but let's see how many times they say um, <laughs> or oh, okay, so. That's my favorite one. When someone says okay, so, it's like, Oh, I love queso. <laughs> Get it? Okay, so, queso. There's a fun one to use on your friends. The sad part about it is now anytime someone says, okay, so you always are going to think and picture queso in your mind. You're welcome. So now I'm going to make you hungry or at least crave queso randomly. (laughs) So thank you for all the Twitter answers. Once again, please continue to help me out with those. I would much, much, much appreciate it. So next, we're going to dive into The Voyage. Which is the main part of the show, for those of you who are new. And this is where this is kind of the main topic that usually takes up the most time. We're already at 26 minutes. This will probably be about a good 10 to 15 minutes. And then we'll wrap it up with my last two segments, which are two of my favorite. We'll end on a great note and we'll get out of here. With that being said, I do want to apologize. I, if you listened to my ramble yesterday, the Daily Ramble, you heard me talking about getting ahead and getting this recorded. Well, I had some work and stuff this morning and this afternoon and I ended up working kind of all day. And then I had another project I'm working on with a buddy that I went over there to mess around with this evening. And uh, it just, next thing I know, I'm coming home and it's 10 o'clock and I'm like, son of a gun, I'm releasing another episode at 10 p.m. So... I will get ahead of this, hopefully by the end of the week. Thank you for your patience, and I know I really should just shift this to releasing on Thursday, but I have to stay committed, and I'll just get ahead of it, so it will release at a reasonable time on Wednesday, so you can listen to it, then not at 11.30, right before midnight. Because technically, I only have 35 more minutes, and then it's going to be a Thursday release. So I hope it gets done by then. So, Anyways, The Voyage. So today in The Voyage, what we're going to talk about is... And I have to be careful on how I word this because I told you I'm talking about a very specific aspect about. So we're talking about the police, really, and people. It's not probably not what you think. I'm not going to talk about um, either side of the issue on you know shooting on our black men, innocently police brutality, power trip, any of that stuff. Where I stand on that because uh, I'm still figuring I'm still figuring out my stance on it, and so it's and I'm learning it's really really nuanced. So the big thing I want to get across today is basically my main point here is I think we need to just pump the brakes and give the police a little bit of benefit of doubt. I'm not sitting here saying when there is injustice, ignore it by any means. You should always point it out. But what I've seen as a trend is you'll, you'll watch the body cam of, of police and you'll hear about the story and you'll say, why didn't they do this, 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 and that, and then this. And that's the a story. And we're talking like we know exactly how they're feeling exactly how they deal with it. And I think there's there's a big, there's a big gap here. Between what people, when people go quick to criticize, when people wanna criticize them, versus the, pol- the policeman's perspective. And I believe I have a little bit of insight in this because, so a few years ago, my dad and I, and my brother, we found out there's this uh, gun shop out in my hometown, and they got this more or less train crate, and they, they proofed it. They turned it into a mini shooting range, but one where it's, it's got an actual screen and it'll project an image. And you can play all sorts of games that are regular targets or anything, but the the big big attractor and the big draw, and so it's maybe 25 yards or 20 yards. Maybe not, nah, probably like 10 or 15, actually. 25 feet is what I'm thinking. And from you to you know the back wall, what you're shooting at. And you're really just shooting into a wall that's totally safe to shoot in, but they just project this image up on here. And what they've done is they've gotten uh, I don't know if they're old, new, current, whatever, retired, but they've gotten this footage that that is used in police training in the sense of they're they're like live action recorded segments. So they're usually two or three minutes, and it's of you know, potential encounters based upon real life. What they experience in real life, they've obviously made these training videos to try and simulate here's what you're gonna have to deal with, and then judging them. And and so you're simulating a situation where, say, it's kind of a sketchy looking guy and you come into this stairwell of this apartment building and, and you're talking to him and he's kind of rambling or whatever, but he's, and you're like, hey, you should put your hands up, you should do this, and he's not quite complying, but he's acting a little bit shady, and all of a sudden he reaches behind his back real fast to get, it, get a gun, and, or he you know, tries to duck and dip and, and run real quick. And you're put in these situations, and so what you have to do is then you, you kind of have your, you have your gun, And you don't have it pointed at them because that's not how the cops will approach the situation at first. They'll just have their hand on their gun probably and their their senses and their wits about them. Just being very aware and diligent to do that. Well, they – so you have your gun. You can have it in your hand and stuff, but it's pointed down. You have to keep it pointed down and then – you know, if you decide that, oh, I need to shoot to protect myself or this guy's going to try and shoot me. And so you have to pull your gun up and you have to aim. So that's one part of it is just making the split second, um, not even really decision, but like instinct of is this life or, threat, life or death or am I going to or am I shooting someone who's unarmed and they really weren't doing this. And then now I've just killed like I've killed more or less an, an innocent man, like not necessarily in cold blood, but almost more like a manslaughter thing when I, you know, I thought he was threatening my life, but he really, really wasn't threatening my life. And just that alone, I was like, after we did this, I mean, there was probably 10 scenarios or something. And then, and and then the second part of it is if I do decide to shoot, am I even going to hit him? And that's the other thing it measures. It measures your accuracy. Oh my gosh. And we were abysmal. We hit him like once or twice, but I mean, we died more than, more than we lived. And I think one time we shot someone who was unarmed and stuff, and it was a whole deal. And it's like, so, you know, because people love to talk about, well, in, as far as the gun debate, is, and we love to bring up, well, policemen only shoot, like, 17% accuracy. It's like, you get put in that high-pressure scenario, even with your training, and let's see how accurate you shoot when someone else is potentially firing back at you, so you will really have to try and dodge bullets. Like, really, like I, I just... And I don't mean to sound angry there, but I just want, like, just seriously think about it. Try, I know you can't totally put yourself in that situation, but just try and imagine it a little bit. And this is where I think creativity allows me to be more empathetic because I can really kind of put myself in those shoes. And I really got put in those shoes in that training simulator. So that's kind of where I feel like I have a lot, I have a little bit more than the average person as far as a connection to how the cops approach every situation, not any situation, but they are always thinking about that because essentially, if you think about it, they're the law enforcement and so they are the anti-crime people. So if you are involved in crime, they are your enemy. And so they really have a target on their back and they're having to project this out, whereas a criminal can be more or less inconspicuous. You you know, he can look like and blend in with an everyday person, but you see a cop, you know it's a cop because they're wearing the vest, they're wearing the gear, they have the badge, they drive the car. I mean, it's like, I'm a cop right here. And so, you know, if you're really against the cops and say you're trying to get rid of them, then it's like, there's your target right there. It's really just pointing them out. So, that's, that's one thing to think about. And then, man, I, I can't convey to you how these simulations they open my eyes totally. I wish, if you hear of anything like this that you can go do, I don't care if it costs a few hundred bucks. Go do it. It's a few hundred bucks. It's worth it to make you understand their perspective a whole lot better. And even then, you still don't get it because this is what they, this is them, like twenty four seven. I can't even imagine being on edge for the entirety of like a shift. Like you go into work and you you have to be on edge. Like not in the sense of like I'm all, oh yeah like I'm on edge because I'm nervous about this. It's like life or death type edge. Like am I gonna live today? And so for that, I want to say thank you to all those servicemen. Um, not police officers specifically here, but then everybody else who served, because like, I, I really can't fully grasp and imagine how that must be and the, the impact it has on your life overall and your health and your well-being to put yourself in that position so that idiots like me can do stuff like this and feel safe. Um, so, you know, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But that's, that's what I've done. And with that being said, I think we're in a we're in a place where we're so hypercritical of the cops. And I don't think it's a bad thing because I think there was I think there was a, there there's amount there's always gonna be an amount of corruption in everything and there's corruption in that and in this particular corruption and prejudice, there are individual cases that where there are cops who are corrupt from prejudice and a lot of times, you know, there's there's just a lot of that in the system. If you want to think about movies like the Departed and things like that, where it's just like crooked cops and it goes all the way to the top, and it's like what am I gonna you can either assimilate or really kind of die, not even get kicked out because if you try and rat then you're going to get a hit on your head kind of deal, you know? It's like that's your whole life right there. You're making life and death decisions and it's just like I can't even think about what that what that must be like and so nonetheless there are there are there are bad eggs out there and they should be called out, they should be fired, we should be taking them out, but I think we should always 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 not be too quick to just criticize and judge the cops. We should like I wanted to do earlier in What Dulls My Axe, find the original video, get the whole story, get both sides of the story, and let's talk about this. And so I, I know people are really judgmental about, like, cops getting off easy for doing all this stuff, and it's like the cops are the ones risking their lives every day. Like, I'd, I would love if... So let's be harsh on them then, and let's put you in that position, and then you make the wrong decision in a split second whether because you, you thought you're, you weren't sure if you were going to live or you're going to die, and so then you kill a person and it was just a phone in his hand, but you thought it might have been a gun. Like, Let's see you do that. First of all, that is traumatic for a person to... I I know this not because I've done it, but I just I, I think it's a simple fact of life, and we can see it from all the cases. Like you shoot somebody, even if it is justified, you will, I, I, you generally have to go to counseling and stuff, and take some time off, and it's mandatory because it messes with you mentally. Killing a human being, or even just fatally injuring somebody, in that sense of like firing a weapon, it has to be so emotionally draining, mentally draining, and just create, put you in a whirlwind. I can't even imagine. I really can't. Like, that's one thing. I hope I never have to take up somebody's life or anything like that. I, it's, it's gotta be so tough. So, and you know, they deal with that all the time. And a lot of these guys, you know, been in shootings and probably kill people already. So it's just like, you look at it and say, just, just take a moment and kind of appreciate and and try and understand from their perspective at all. Because I think they're being, they're being doing, Done a, a disservice because we only look at it from our side of things, from a simple civilian sitting back all comfy and cozy and safe. Try and think about how try and just look through their lens a little bit. Because their lens isn't that average person of us being cozy and safe. And that's what we think it is. It's like, well, just And like they're supposed to be unassuming of everybody. It's like, hold on, you have a target on your back because you have all this equipment. And so if someone's gonna they don't people, people will risk their lives to not go to jail. Obviously, we've seen that. They'll do all sorts of crazy stuff depending on, you know, if they're high, if they're messed up, or if they're just scared, you know? We make stupid, stupid decisions when we're, when we're freaked out and we're totally scared. So that's just, you know, I just want to bring that back to... Um, you know, we, we don't really understand. We need to take a step back to understand. I'm not against the body cams being critical and making sure that they are not being unjust. But I think, but I don't think it's good how quickly we jumped to the injustice and just called all the cops pigs and corrupt. They are protecting us. You know, you know what's not good to do? It's not good to openly spit in the face of the people who protect you every day. Probably not going to make them like you very much. So a quick example of that is just me. So one time, because I hate, like, I was on a two lane road and a cop came behind me. I think I had light out or something. And. I was almost to my apartment, and I didn't want to stop in the middle of my lane. Obviously, there was no shoulder or anything. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Just me being idiotic. I was like, I don't want to impede traffic. I think I always hate when someone's right in the middle of the lane. I learned this lesson though, and so I go not even a quarter mile and just turn in the entrance and immediately stop right in the middle of the entrance. The long entrance, and he comes up and immediately asks me, "Hey, like, why'd you do that? You saw my lights on. Why'd you keep going and all this stuff?" And I just told, "I just want to impede traffic." He goes, "Well, I don't know if you know, maybe you were." you were trying to, you were going to try to lose me, or you had some people up here, and you're going to try and jump me, or this or that, this, and I was like, and in my mind, my first response is, well, I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to do that at all, I just told you why I didn't do this, but then I, the more I thought about it, I go, oh, because people do try and do this stuff, and it's, it's somewhat realistic, like, it could, because, you, you know, it's, it is the cops, and they're just in this very unique position, so, that just goes to show, I mean, just that small little thing. I went maybe a tenth of a mile before I pulled over because so, I wanted to pull all the way off the roadway of a two-lane road, and that, that was a rise for suspicion. So sometimes I think cops maybe take it a little too far, but hey, you know what I do? I just say yes, sir, no, sir, sorry, sir, and comply and don't even worry about asking questions because I, I now understand that that's the, I kind of understand a little bit, a little part of the lens that they're looking through. And so I appreciate it a little bit more, and I just say, you know what, you're easier to go with it, because when you just immediately go with it, that 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 puts them at ease. And I know there's there's a whole thing about, you know, I'm, I'm not black, so I don't understand the dynamic between the black and the police, black people in the police and things like that, and I'm not getting into that. I'm talking from my perspective and my opinion, so I don't know why I'm getting defensive there, um, but yeah, just wanted to put that out there more as a disclaimer, not even defensive. But to the best of your ability, un- unquestioning compliance is good. Now, if, if, if they come up and they're doing something and it's like, hold on, you can't do this without that or this, and you know, then it's a problem. But obviously judge it, judge each snare to its own. But for the most part, if you come up, you're courteous, you're open, you're honest, and you're, you respond without any question. Because the moment, you, the moment you're like, well, why? Or this? Or you act kind of funky? They have good reason to be like, okay, they must be hiding something. So then that puts them even more on edge, which puts you on edge and all this stuff. And see see the problem here, you know? See the problem where it's like one guy pushes one guy, so that guy pushes him back. And then all of a sudden you have a whole food fight, you know? You have a brawl in the cafeteria with 20 people kind of deal. So weird analogy, but I, I want to top this off with I, I just looked up like fatal. I was trying to look up police shootings by like ethnicity, but instead of just fatal police shootings of unarmed people, And in 2015, it was 94. 2016, it was 51. So big drop, 40 almost, 43. And then it went a little bit higher. In 2017, we had 68. So went up 17. So far, in 2018, we'd only had 18. So to put that in perspective to you, that is the lowest of any of those years. So they also measured it, you know, up until April of these years. So this would have been up until April of 2018. We've had 18 unarmed people killed by the police, and this is not saying justified or unjustified. This is just just straight up number. And so I'll give you up until April of each of the years. So f- 2015 there was 39 at this point. 2016 there was 22. 2017, there were 26, and we are at 18. So we're four below the lowest, which was 51 by the end of the year. So we're actually on par for, we see, if you were to graph this linearly, although there's a little bit of spike, it's it's more or less declining. So we're actually, the police are actually, you could say, from this metric, getting better at this. Whereas I think a lot of people think the problem hasn't gotten any better, it's getting worse, and it's like, hold on, on, they're actually getting better. So... That was Voyage, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you got something from it. If you are completely outraged, don't forget to write that letter and send it to uh, Houston down there to Waste Management. No, I kid. But that was Voyage. Now time for a quick word from our sponsors. All right. Thank you, sponsors, which I don't have. But I will give you a fake sponsor, Phil. For For those of you guys out there who have long hair, there is this company They've been around for a couple of years. They're called the Long Hairs. They were on Shark Tanks. A couple dudes with long hair, and be like, why isn't there products for guys with long hair? Which I was thinking last week, and was thinking I should make a headband line of for guys. And then I found this. My parents told me about it like two days after I had that thought, and I was like, oh, never mind. I'll take that as, um, I'll take that as a message and a sign that oh, I shouldn't do this because it's already being done. But. I haven't gotten any of their products yet. I've just looked on the website, but I'm probably going to get some of the hair oil slash detangler to make my hair healthier. But they have some really cool-looking headbands, hair ties, and they're, they're working on a bunch of stuff. So go check out the long hairs. Uh, they're doing some good stuff, and they are no way endorsing or affiliated with me. This is just me plugging them because I have long hair, and I do appreciate it. So uh, as well as I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug this anchor.fm if you're looking at podcasts. That is an amazing, amazing place. Totally free, and they apply for you to be on all the. They'll, they'll, you're, you'll publish to Anchor, and then they automatically apply to all the big uh, platforms for you. And so, I'm already in just a few weeks. Even though I only have a couple people listening, I'm on like nine different platforms, including Spotify, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, and iTunes. I mean, I'm on, I'm on all of them. So uh, that's awesome. It makes it easy thing because then if I have people, people don't have to go to Anchor necessarily. They can find it with ease at their fingertips, which means they're more likely to listen. So, that being said, time for one of my favorite segments, The Way Too Much, But That's Why We Love It, Totally Over the Top, item of the day. Or for short, is a TWTMB, TWWLITOTTIOFTD. Did you get all that? And that's, for short, the acronym. So, last week, we did an Amazon review on Haribo Sugar-Free Gummy Bears. Sadly, When I went to look on Amazon and just find them, it seemingly looks like they don't show or they don't sell the the sugar-free Haribo gummy bears on Amazon, which means you can't find the plethora of reviews. So I found this one that was pulled from Amazon while it was really big. used to be one of my favorite little hobbies. So sadly, but we did that, and this week we are going to do, for those of you who are new, we have our friend Connor on Yelp, who is in the Yelp Elite And he does the most ridiculous reviews on Yelp you can think of. But they are so entertaining. So today we're going to do his Krispy Kreme review. Let's jump into it, folks. You bring your car to a stop, put it in park, turn the keys, responsibly undo your seatbelt now that the vehicle has come to complete halt. And you step out into the parking lot. You look at the doors as if they were gates made of silver. You step inside and gaze upon the finest craftsmanship known to man. The Krispy Kreme Donut Conveyor Belt. At this point, emotions begin flooding through you. You experience relief, joy, excitement, and unrelenting amount of anticipation. That's not in the review. That was just a burp. That too. You see the first line of donuts get iced by the beautiful waterfall of euphoric sweetness. A single tear slides down your face as you begin to realize... That this is a land away. Oh wait. Whoa. Oh my gosh. This is a land far beyond your wildest dreams. You wipe the tear away and begin to inch closer to the front of the line, where an angel in uniform is handing out a free, yes, free, perfection circle to each and every customer. You grab the warm delight and begin to engulf it, as if you had a crowd behind you chanting, "One bite. One bite. One bite." Which is honestly how I eat most of the time. I, I'm like, oh. You, don't, you think I can eat this one bite? Trying to like, and they're like, no. And try and egg them on. <laughs> I'm that guy. That's just how I eat in general. You move now to the register where they ask the most dangerous no- question known to man. How many donuts do you want to buy today? Your mind quickly calculates the amount of money you can spend without having to declare bankruptcy. Michael Scott style right after you pay. Those of you who don't know, Michael Scott in the office, when he is going broke and he's like, and his accountant tells him, you should declare bankruptcy. He walks from his office into the main office area and goes, I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and he's an idiot. Obviously, it's really, really funny, though. But there's that reference for you. You finally decide upon a meager three dozen. It's 36. Take your prizes and head home. Once you are home and come to the conclusion that it was, in fact, you who ate 15 donuts on the drive home, you relish in, in the almost two dozen you have left then horror strikes one by one. And sometimes two by two, the completely innocent sugar snacks are disappearing. Who could have done this? When did this happen? Is someone breaking into your home? Are you coming down with short term memory loss? No, actually 39% of crispy cream customers come down with a case of sleep donut eating Pnea. Unfortunately, in most cases, this goes completely undiagnosed and leads you to just go back and buy more crispy cream donuts. Is crispy Kreme? cream. Paying big money to keep scientists from researching this conspiracy theorist, this uh, keep. uh, I can't read it, guys. I'm sorry. Is Krispy Kreme paying big money to keep the scientists from researching this? This conspiracy theorist will will with mild early onset diabetes. Sure, thinks so. My wife says I am always wide awake when I eat my routine three donut breakfast. Oh, thank you, Connor, for that classic review, that amazing review, and then always his wife for that wonderful little excerpt right at the end. That's how he ends all of his reviews, and I think it's a hilarious twist right at the end, because you're on this huge journey, and he has great imagery and stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, this, just interjection, which is how I love to live my life, so that was The Way Too Much, but that's why we love it, totally over-the-top item of the day, or for short... T-W-T-E-M-B-T-W-W-L-I-T-O-T-T-I-O-F-T-D. Did you get all that? Now, on to the last thing. This is a longer show than I anticipated, but we're going to be under an hour, I think. It's time for the Viking Tale of the Day. Make my own sound effects, because I'm poor and broke, and I think it's funny. So today, we're going with the puppy paradox. This is a tale dealing with my puppy. My puppy was being babysat by my parents. And my, pup, my puppy is a relatively mild-mannered puppy. He's in Great Pyrenees, so he's going to be big. He's only five months old, just under five months, but he's 50 pounds. And he's rather fearful. So loud noises scare him. He Today he was licking the side of his water bowl, and it kind of tilted up and then came down and clanged on the floor and he jumped back so he scared himself so he's very prone to being scared so he's pretty skittish but my parents were they were they were getting ready to weigh him or something like that and they're on they're on uh you know tile floors and they had a leash on them but the leash was just the it was one of those retractable ones so it had the box on the end and they either set it down and he moved or my my mom dropped it. I don't I don't know what happened. But apparently it dropped and it spooked him. Keep in mind, the leash is still attached to him. Uh-oh. Can you guess what's happening next? So he proceeds to run. He proceeds to jump away. When he does that, it pulls the leash. And the leash proceeds to clang. Kind of bangs up against the wall. I think the base of a chair. So it's making all these noises. So in his mind, all he knows is there's some loud noises happening behind him. And he is going to get away, we gotta go, but he doesn't understand is that it's actually him causing this, and it's attached to him, so he can't get away, so he's in this perpetual cycle here, sprinting around, the whole time my parents are like, no, calm down, calm down, trying to, they're screaming calm downs, which always helps, and then they're trying to corral him, but he is just gone, and DEFCON 5, evacuate, leave everybody behind. Run with reckless abandon! It's clanging, and it, and along with that, the the scared floodgates are open. He's just peeing his, he's peeing his fur, so there's just a nice trail of pee everywhere. He's and it's on a, 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 a like a tile floor, so it's so he's slipping and sliding a little bit, and then his tails tucked between his legs. And if you don't know this, a lot of times dogs when they get stressed or they really scared, they also secrete what's called anal glands, which are around their anus. And they smell really funky, really bad. And you can actually clean them. So if you start to get this, like, really raunch, kind of weird smell, it's kind of funky, kind of like a weird B.O., you can just go wash your dog's butt off and usually get them off just fine. So he's secreting those. So he's got the stench. He's got the pee. Well, then there's this door that's mostly glass. It has a wood frame. It's probably about eight inches all the way around. And so the center is glass. And here's where you think, oh, he ran into it because he saw outside and didn't realize it was glass. No, no, no. He realized, upon further review, courtesy of my mom and recollection from her, he didn't think it was clear and he could just go outside. He knew this was a glass door, and his thought was, I got to break out of here. Because he came around the corner, full speed, he sees this door, and he's like, all right, time to go. And he doesn't run headfirst into it like a clueless dog would do, but he runs, leaps, and then kind of... Shoulders and puts his whole body into it to try and bash it down. Now that's what I'm talking about, and that's how you know it wasn't an accident because he's throwing himself into the door. But ultimately, that stopped and they got him calmed down. He was all better, but they had a whole mess to clean up. Oh my goodness, this is something that you like only see in the movies that you only hear jokes about. And I'm so sad I missed it. I'm kind of I'm glad in the sense that I didn't have to clean it up, but. Oh, this is one of the funniest stories. I love telling it right now because it happened just last week, and it's so hilarious. I feel like a smidge bad for my parents, but then it just it happened, and you no, know, n- there was no major, major incident with it. You know, nothing got seriously broken or injured or anything like that. So we're all fine. So we can laugh about it in good fun. But that was the the puppy fear flight paradox. I don't know what to call it, but that's what I'm getting to call it right now. So. That' concludes the show for today. I thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this show. hope we maybe got a little bit something from it and if you want to discuss you know anything about it obviously I'm on Twitter uh go ahead and go to Twitter and you can look me up. It is <clears throat> I want to double check make sure I get this right okay so if it's you can search the Rambling Viking or you can go at Rambling Viking and that's where you'll find me as well. I don't have very very many followers at all or anything, so it's you know, I need you. Then uh, I'll get my question posted by Friday, hopefully for whatever the question is going to be. And I want you guys to try and answer it, so we can I can talk about it, read them off on the show, read your name, obviously. And if you don't, if you if it's somehow just your regular name, I'm not gonna read your name. I'll make you a, I'll make up an alias, but i will read it off, because I'm I want you guys to be involved in the conversation. If you want to ask me some questions, feel free to tweet at me or whatever. Um, also have a Patreon, if for some crazy reason you're like, hey, I wouldn't mind supporting this, and you can go to Patreon, it's the Rambling Viking, so it's patreon.com slash the Rambling Viking, and there you can find the tier system, so dollar, $3, and $5, and that'll get you certain things, and allow you to have it, It'll A, get you a shadow, At B, and different, depending on how much you give, you'll actually have a, a say in the show, whether it's you can ask a question or you can pick a segment or you can even pick an entire episode or just the main part of an episode, The Voyage, um, or even be featured on the show, whether it's you record it or you actually come on and we discuss kind of person to person or over Skype or whatever it is. But either way, do go with what you feel or you just keep listening free and have fun. Join me. Doing this. So, but well, I love to hear your feedback and I love to be involved. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd re- like to build a community about this community about learning and finding things out and working through questions and different things in, in society and society and bettering ourselves, and making everybody better, as opposed to just me just yelling at a bunch of people. Because I already do that every day. That's just my life. People go, stop yelling. I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. I'm just loud. This is why I started doing this. It helps me. That my girlfriend because then I don't rant to her because I have a real tendency to rant and ramble. And it can get tiring, but I've learned to live with the fact that I'm just louder than everybody else and very intense, and it can be very intimidating. So at the end of the day, though, I'm laid back, and I just want to learn. So hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to get out of here so I come out in an hour. Hopefully I can get this. Oh, gosh, I have six minutes to get this posted, so it technically gets posted on Wednesday. Wish me luck. Viking out.